That's right. When you've heard the number one hit song from countries all over the world, you know it's time for Center Clueless, the podcast that takes a day-by-day approach to politics. I am Billy Ray Bruton. I'm Eric Sirwell. And I am coming to you live from a cave hidden deep under Gaza. <laughs> no. Unless Gaza has craft craft rooms, then I'm not there. <laughs> from your from your mom and dad's crafts room. Yes, in in the great state of Alabama, aka the heart of Dixie. <laughs> heart of Dixie. Yeah. So uh, how's, hi, how's, how's, how's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric's alluding to the fact that uh, I have been identity thefted this week. Wow. Uh, so there's another Billy Ray Bruton wandering the streets out there somewhere. So. Uh, uh, mothers, fathers, hide, hide your handsome Jewish sons. I, I just got to. I, I, I have to make a new rule for you, and that is when you eventually get through and complete your uh, surrogacy setup over there, that you must promise me you're not using care.com, you're not using sittercity.com. Don't get anybody <laughs> to, to take no, care of your kid from no. some online service, much less your dogs. No, I don't know for sure. I still have no firm grasp on, on how it happened or who did it. Uh-huh. Um, all things being all, equal. Hold on. All things being equal. Who had access to your house that you never had access before? Well, so I started <laughs> using uh, Rover, sort of the <laughs> online dog sitting app. I, I had a, a Rover person come once a week to watch my dogs in my house. And they're lovely. Absolutely. They're absolutely lovely. But it is bizarre that the charges started two days after I first brought this person into my home. And while in my home, they did have access to my uh, fireproof uh, bag where I keep all of my personal documents. So anything that someone would need to become me was in that bag. Yep. And um, <laughs> I looked and up I the suitors. I looked up Sitter City stuff on on uh, like Reddit. People are like, put locks on all the doors. Only allow yeah. them access. Put cameras in your house. I'm like, damn, man. I'm not. The Ooh. crazy thing is, is I, I brought all of those documents with me uh, during my travels because I'm starting a new job. And I thought, well, maybe I might need them. So I brought them with me. And so uh, when I first noticed, I only noticed about three days ago that this was an issue. And I just kind of tore through everything. Of course, everything was still there. But, um, you know, yeah. I'm sure they wouldn't be that obvious to take it. They probably you just made pictures. copies. Yeah. When I get pictures. home, I'm going to check my printer and see if anybody's made copies on my printer right. while I wasn't there. I right. mean, obviously, they probably just use their phone if it was them. But if they sure. use my printer, I'll at least be able to see if they made copies. So. <sighs> Yeah, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to do anything like that anymore. Okay, Billy Ray, you make no, me nervous. No. You make you worry me because I don't want. To, I'm like, really? He tried. Did you not well, have anybody to watch your dogs? I do. I do have people to watch my dogs, but I wanted someone to watch them in my house at least yeah. once a week. I felt like yeah. they were spending too much time away from home. Yeah. And um. And again, I don't know that it was them. I really don't. No, I know. Um, and, and it could be. It could not be. Someone could have just as easily hacked my computer or. You know, I, I know this. I it wasn't. It. I, I doubt that anybody hacked your computer. Well, no, no. But here's the here's the difference because our work because my work card was also compromised. Uh huh. Like our work card was also compromised, and that's not in my home. Nothing about that is in my right. home. Right. We should. We, we we could do a more detailed discussion of this later. I'm I, I'm like sitting here now, like I want to delve into the security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I was going to be like, hold on, let's talk about the security you're using at your organization. But we're not going to do that here on this podcast. We're not. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna actually segue from my personal travails into the travails of the world, which makes me feel a lot better that other people have it worse than me. So, uh, but so so that's my bitch fest. But I want to start 
with something that I find particularly hilarious. And it's been a while since we've mentioned golden boy George Santos. Oh, yeah. And he's sort of back in the news again. I mean, back in the news again. I mean, he's just putting his, uh, you know, bloated gay ass out into the world to speak more vile. And so basically he is a. They were talking to him in a CNN interview about, you know, all of the charges against him. And he, he started being maybe a little more uh, forthcoming. So he, he in the in the sense of that, he called what he did stupidity and insecurity. He kind of owned up to some of the fabrications, which he had not done fully before. That said, he is still determined to prove that his grandparents fled the Holocaust when it has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that they did not. Yeah, but and he's still but, hanging on to that one. And the best part of all is, he says he's still running again. Yeah, but I mean, it's recent. It recently came out in the last two weeks. It recently came out that he's being now charged with using credit cards from people who donated to him. Yes, personal, yes. That he's absolutely toast. And it's weird. This sort of zombie, like Trump did it. Trump does it too. Just keeps zombieing forward, no matter what is being thrown at him or is sticking. And Santos is doing it. You, I mean, I mean, to be fair, we're seeing it. Uh, what's his name on, on on the Democrat side as well? Uh, the senator. My brain just stopped working. Who's also uh, accused of, of oh, Menendez? Menendez. He's doing. Yeah. He's zombieing forward. And so I I don't know. The difference though between Santos and Trump is that Trump is Teflon and Santos is a cast iron skillet. <laughs> Like it's all sticking on there. It's soaking into the iron. Like, it's like, hey, well, let's be clear. He will never get reelected. No, he won't. His political career is over. I don't even think he can get a job as a lobbyist at this point. Like his, he's done. Like right. this, he's more done than about any politician in America is done right now. Right, right. it's almost like a troll, right? Like the fact yeah. that he's just it was good. Now there's similar kind of weird things showing up for the new Speaker of the House, where like he doesn't have a bank account. Yeah. Like, well, how do you pay your bills? And so, you know, there's some mess in there too, where he's got a, he's either got a proxy bank account with someone yeah. else or because someone mentioned, um, or many people have mentioned online that when you work for Congress, you have to, you, it's direct deposit only. They don't give you a yeah. check. Well, then he's got to have an account someplace. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. But, but then there's nothing that anybody knows or was properly this listed. Is going into his wife's account. Right. I, I don't know what's going on. I just wish, <laughs> could, could we all just follow the rules up there? So I think people can, just, how difficult is it to be a grown ass man? to not steal from your campaign contribu contributors, to have a bank account, to do your job, to not to not exist to torpedo every... I, I just... It's like... Well, it's probably attracting a certain... Or has an attraction for a certain personality type that oh, sure. obviously not every politician's, you know, a lying sociopath, but many lying sociopaths are politicians. So, yes. I mean, that's what you're seeing, I think. And it's kind of weird for me. And I think worse... Uh, the modern sort of media landscape makes it a lot more present now. You know, we've heard, you know, in the old days, we'd hear about it years later, some tell-all book. You know, now it's prime time, right? It's right yeah. away. We yeah. know these scumbags, what they've done, what they're doing. Um, yeah. Even yeah. And even when it's not clear-cut black and white, the stuff going on with Biden's son is getting louder as well. And so, yeah, I, it's getting louder, but then you all, it doesn't help that Republicans are constantly pulling out, putting out this, like these nonsense reports. Right. Oh, we found Joe Biden cashed a $40,000 check from China. And it's like, 
Not really. Yeah. $200,000 loan repayment. Yeah, yeah, not really. And also, like, if you actually had that, don't you think we'd actually see proof of that? Like, yeah, that, that would be, that would be leaked to the news tomorrow. <laughs> everything the Republicans put out now, I'm like, like receipts or shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. it's just all nonsense trying to take away from other things. And it's like, Biden's got enough to deal with, right? He's got his actual son's actual crimes. He's got all this shit in the Middle East going on, which is not helping him. Like, right. he's, he, you know, he he's kind of in a no win situation with the Middle East. Like he's either going to lose his like center left support or he's going to lose a center right support. Like he's well, in a, I don't I don't know if he'll lose his center left report support. Here's why, right? I think he's going to lose his far left support. He, in fact, already well, has lost his far left support. Already, I would assert that most uh, Muslim voters are either going to stay home or vote for Trump, right? And so here it goes. I mean, this is. But I, here's, think so. I, I do ahead. think he can lose. I, I do think if if this drags on more and more, the the center left is also going to start. What, so when you say this, you're talking about the situation in Gaza. Yes, I right. think the longer it drags on, the worse it's going to be from him in the center left because. I think right now, I think for a while, I think the center left can couch it under Israel defending itself and all this yeah. stuff. But at a certain point, regardless of whether it's propaganda or not, and most of it is propaganda, yeah. they're, they're going to see too many bombed buildings and, and bloody children, and it's going to start eroding on them, too. How many, how many months do you think uh, they got before I mean, it starts to become I mean, a problem I think, for them? I, I mean, I think... Well, I mean, I think it's already a problem for them. I think the international community is growing more and more uncomfortable with what's happening. But I mean, I would say they've got till the end of the year at the latest to figure to figure out and do what right. they're going to do. End and I would, say okay. even, I, would, I would even say before the holidays, I, I just think. I think they're in a. I think Israel's yeah, in a. But I mean, it's, you know, it's weird. What's, you know, it's weird for me is it's kind of an information warfare thing because if you look at. Since 2014, a half million people have died in Syria. Okay, it's one of the largest exoduses yep. of a people, you know, in history. Yeah, and uh, you know, right now in dark in, in 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 the Sudan, you yep. have millions of people being displaced, nine thousand killed. You have yep. you have stuff going on all over the world, bigger numbers. Even the Yemen stuff. It's funny the Houthis take a shot at our you know, take some shots at our at our at our boats and stuff. They're in Yemen. The the, yeah. the thousands of people killed there, the hundreds of thousands or millions displaced there. It's so I mean, I got it, but what's the chance that it just becomes less noisy, right? And for for me, an example would be the way it becomes less noisy is something crazy happens in politics. For instance, if Biden or Trump became incapacitated or passed away, nobody'd be thinking about Israel at all anymore. Well, no, no. I mean, look, it, it's that's always, what I'm saying. Is there's it's also contingent. It's always contingent on the next big story. Because right. who's talking is. about Ukraine now? No one. No. Our attention span just is so myopic, and like, and and we're currently in that space now. We're exactly, well, and we'll talk about Ukraine in just a few minutes. But like, yeah, I mean, it's the only thing people are talking about right now. Next week, it could be totally different. It could right. absolutely change on and, a dime. And, and I kind of think that that's what's going to happen. Already, I feel like, I mean, look, it's a burning fire. In the uh, in the ad in, you know in in the uh, sort of the the, uh, the the people advocating in that industry right people yeah. that are going to say things at speeches people that are going to say things you know I mean the you got the you got the pundits now opining but just give them another opportunity something fresh and new that other people want to talk about it's going to be gone and well, and, and Trump's going to have enough uh, 
legal travails over the next right. few weeks and months that right. uh, that easily and he's testifying tomorrow right, in his right. trial so who knows how that's going to turn out so, so i think that how about this what what we do know in israel is there are israel israel is surrounded gaza city now the idf is surrounded gaza city and they're now engaging in you know, the warfare that they feel they need to engage in to dislodge Hamas, right? One of the things also that I think is interesting is you keep hearing about all these bombing situations, and, and what, what's really happening is a lot of the big explosions going on in Gaza right now are secondary explosions from weapon caches that they've been hitting. So yeah. there's what, what's really going on there is it may be done in a few months. I say less than six months. I'm hoping closer to three. I don't think. I don't think they're going to be able to make it six months. Regardless, well, I don't of what disagree with you. Happens, don't, what news happens? I do think the international community, at, at some point, is going to really hammer down on them. Sure. To a point where I don't, and I think the U.S. will be part of that too, because I think Biden knows he's only got a certain amount of time himself. Yeah, but you still. What, what is Biden worrying about? He's worrying because the majority of the people that want him to uh that want him to push a pause which he's already pushed for now and want him to push now for a ceasefire which he won't push for yet are Even on his Sanders side today said that he didn't think a ceasefire yeah. was possible with right. Moss. i mean i mean the, the the thing that the thing that i feel like we're not willing to take stock of is that Hamas is a terrorist organization. A ceasefire has to go both ways. Yes, exactly. Right? Yes. And like, even if Israel stops, that says nothing about whether or not Hamas is going to be willing to stop, right? Right, right. I mean, and, 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 and there's also the issue that whether we like it or not, the vast majority of the side that wants or that is supporting the power, that's advocating for the Palestinian cause, is also advocating for a single state solution, which is never going to well, work for the Jews. Look, okay? so I've been it's posting, just never going to work for the Jews. I've been posting pretty regularly on on Instagram. I'm actually just now starting to slack. I've been posting a lot of like re, reposting a lot of stuff, and um, and and been getting some flack for it, and getting a lot of positive comments as well yeah. from people who actually, you know, I guess support Israel. Um, but I, yeah, I just. I don't know. I, I feel like, and it's not, I'm not stopping posting because I'm like getting tired of the issue or anything. It's just like, it's kind of just like screaming into the void to some degree. Like, yeah. the, you know, you, you share a video of like something that's going on on a college campus or somebody pulling down a poster and someone's like, well, that's an isolated incident. I'm like, then why are there thousands of videos? Right, right. No, I, I know what if you're talking about. It's an isolated yeah. incident. It's all over. There are hundreds, hundreds of videos posted of people tearing down posters and like, you know, from the is from the the river to the sea, like all over the place. Even Rashida Talib, like posting that video, and like right, from right. the river she, to the sea, ta Palestine will be free. Right, right. And, and she then and then she says, "Well, that she literally did the thing where she said that from the river to the sea doesn't mean the eradication of the Jewish state or to push Jews out." But I don't think that she's. It just goes to show you how far disconnected she is. Yeah, yeah. And, well, and someone, by the way, she's a hundred percent wrong. Right. She's and wrong. like, and to be a Palestinian herself is surprisingly ignorant. Well, no, I don't think that she's being ignorant. I think so. I, I, I actually posted. It's what's it called? Takia. What? There's this. I, I'm probably getting this pronunciation wrong. But there's a an aspect of Islam that allows you to be dishonest in the push mm. for in the push for uh, you know jihad. And I don't know how deep she is into it. And to be honest, what's crazy is. If there's one thing that Rashida Tlaib has been very good at is she's 
she's a great people person and she has a lot of friends in the mid-level moderate space of the democratic party and they're all defending her right now yeah. and i'm okay yeah. with that but you know i i at this point i think that we really need to start questioning directly her on what she yeah. means by some of these things look i understand I actually totally understand the whole point being made by the Palestinian side. We had homes in 1948 and we were forced out of our homes and we want those back. Look, I mean, at this point, a two-state solution is something that you might be able to compromise to, but you're not going to ever say, oh yeah, move the Jews out of Israel. The Jews no. will the Jews will never allow for that, as they shouldn't. And to be yeah. fair, I don't think that anybody should think about forcing Palestinians out of Gaza or the West Bank. And, no. and if they do clear Gaza out for like in a temporary fashion, absolutely Israel needs to allow Palestinians back into Gaza, get another election together. I think that Israel needs to unblock that entire country I agree. by the way let 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 the let the let the i let the let it go and see what happens if there's another attack israel's just gonna have more justification for a new solution which maybe is a demilitarized solution in fact the u.n may have to eat the eat the sandwich one day of being the law enforcer in gaza themselves because the concern for hamas being able to amass weapons and, yeah. and engage in terroristic acts has been it, it's been justified well, i think i think i think palestine has two options right now i think one is israel defeats hamas they have to denounce Hamas. They have to get a non-terrorist government elected, and they have to learn to coexist with Israel as their neighbor. And that right. hopefully would include a two-state solution. I'm hopeful that it would without Hamas there pulling the strings. Right. The only other option, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, is leave. Because I mean, I mean, frankly, like if you're not if you're not going to support a two-state solution, if you're going to continue to think that Israel doesn't deserve to exist where it exists leave because if, if yeah. you're gonna if you're gonna winnow it down to who yeah. has the right to be here and we want to get historical that's the option right because right, right, sure they're not gonna leave no though right they're just they're never gonna leave i mean i get well, what you're well, saying well, i don't well, disagree they're gonna leave but. one way or the other they're gonna leave of their own free will or gonna they're gonna leave as israel bombs them out of existence right i mean yeah because that's what's clear, going on if they keep attacking israel if that's going to eventually happen, there yeah. will come a time when Israel is just going to have enough and they're just going to be done with it. Right. And, and I, and I understand that any, any, any country that had the power would do the same thing. I also get that. That being said, where, where the United States has power is without the United States, this situation wouldn't be going so well. Without the West, the yeah. situation wouldn't be going so well for Israel. It's in Israel, I, what I don't understand, and it's in Israel's best interest, they should they should be pushed, I assert, and listen to me talking out my ass, telling Israel how to do it, they should already be asserting that, you know, that, that, the, end, that the end game is a true two-state solution with true democratic elections in Israel. In, in Gaza, in the West Bank, and let them get let them get down with self governance, and really and really What's creating it? some some yeah. some wealth for themselves. Some well, I, some I abundance. Think what you do, I think what you do is is you say simply right now to avoid whatever's coming. I think what you what what could happen is is they could say we will cease fire the moment our hostages are returned. You send us our hostages back, we will cease fire. Hamas has to go. 
And then we will sit down and we will discuss a two-state solution again. Like yeah. that, I know that's a naive and that's never going to happen. <laughs> but like that's the e that's the best outcome, right? It's yeah. like get us our hostages back. We will cease fire. As long as you get rid of Hamas, we will sit down and we will negotiate a two-state solution. Well, here's and the thing. Alaska, you know what you, you know what they've done. Solution, ahead, they offered ninety-seven point one percent of what they wanted. Right. No, I and know. It's like, the, here's the mess, though. They, it's going to be hard for them to give up the 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 people that they have imprisoned because they're using those hostages. They got those hostages down in the tunnels. The second, the second, the second that Israel doesn't care what happens in those tunnels, they're just going to fill them up with water or gas. Yeah. And that's that's what happened. By the way, they did the whole tunnel thing in you know with Egypt as well. Yeah. yeah. And Egypt just drowned them out. Yeah. That's how it went. And so that's what's going to happen again. And I think that that's. What's going to be frankly, to Egypt to me has less patience than Israel. Like, it, no, like I don't care. It, it, Egypt will just obliterate them if they have. Sure. They've already said they will. They will sacrifice millions of lives yeah. to keep them from entering. Jordan, the Jordan, Egypt, and Lebanon have all made enough noise. Like Lebanon's, uh, Lebanon's, Lebanon's pushing against the you know the the Maronite the Christian pop the population. Their leaders are pushing for Hezbollah to back off. Don't yeah. draw Lebanon into this war, and. I don't think Jordan wants to be in this war either, even oh. though Homeboy married a Palestinian woman, and even though that sort of lowered the heat level yeah. on the issues between the kingdom and the Palestinians left in Jordan, they they all, barely, they have their populace barely under control right now, those countries. Yeah. There needs to be a de-escalation. I also, think the only, but, the only country I think we have to even come close to worrying about getting involved right now is Iran. And not that they're not already probably, well, but like I think they're the only country that we have to genuinely worry about getting involved. I think Iran also is having enough internal strife that I, they I, want nothing to do with this either. I think if they were going to get involved, they would have already they got involved. Right. And so I, I, it does feel like all of those other countries at first, everybody was like, Oh, it's going to, you, you kind of feel them being like, no, y'all just handle your own shit. Right. And, you know how long that takes. I don't know, but I hope. Uh, yeah, it ends. I, I hope it ends soon because I'll tell you whether the numbers you get from the <laughs> Gaza Health Ministry, which I can't believe that people in the news just take those numbers and like present it like it's credible. But there have to have been though thousands of deaths, oh, and sure there has there to have been. been there has to have been thousands of children's dead and of killed. Course. That are dead now because of the uh, because of the population um, uh, breakdown in Gaza, and that's terrible. And the and thing is, the is, way Hamas does battle, right? And, and and what's also crazy is this is what happens when you have war, and it's it's, it's yeah. utterly crazy that there are people that are so happy for war to be happening. Well, this is what happens when war it, it goes. Yeah. When you do war, what happens is thousands of innocent, maybe even hundreds yeah. of thousands, or even yeah. uh, in some cases in the past, millions have. Innocent, yeah. uh, innocent people have died. So all of the people ringing the bell for war, uh, especially that's celebrated in the couple of days after the initial uh, raid, you're stupid. This is what you were asking for. Yeah. This is what Hamas is asking for. And the, the, by the way, the interviews that they've done with various Hamas officials, they've admitted as such. They said that we need the blood of women and children as martyrs. And I mean... Yeah. Yeah, we need them to die. And when and then when confronted, why aren't you putting the why aren't you putting why didn't you build bomb shelters? Why aren't you putting innocent people down in the tunnels? They said that's the UN's responsibility. That was the direct answer from yeah. a Hamas official. So we're not is, I, Good. I think back to like 
a lot of it just has to do with, I'm just going to say this too, with courage, right? Because let's yeah. be clear, all of these Hamas billionaires who run Hamas are like living it up and cutter and like, and, and in other places, like completely away. England, from, England too. Yeah. England, completely yeah. away from all this damage that they have wrought. And I'm like, what happened to the days? What happened to like, I can't believe I'm evoking this. What happened to the days when like Napoleon charged into battle and led his army? Like what happened when right. you actually courage that if you're going to start something this horrific, that you actually get down on the ground and you fight for what you believe in. That tells me that they're cowards. And I, not that we don't already know that from their tactics, like Hamas are clearly, I'm not saying Palestinians are cowards, but Hamas are clearly cowards. Yeah. They I mean, are, you, you know why, and you know why it's funny is this, it's funny because if they truly believed that the blood of martyrs is what was powerful with this, then they wouldn't have done a military attack. They would no. be doing a nonviolent movement, which, by yeah. the way, would truly turn the world against Israel. The United States would never support yeah. Israel engaging in warfare yeah. like this if it had been a wall yeah. of people that were just getting shot down that were Palestinian. That yeah. would have been, in fact, the world would have reacted in an opposite fashion. Oh, absolutely. Netanyahu was almost done. What it so it's it that's how you know they're cowards is because they're willing to risk the lives of others they're worse than cowards right whatever yeah. that they're 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 monsters actually they're primordial slime yeah i, I it, it's ridiculous it's bullshit um you know the billionaire you know the billionaire class which is the ruling class of the hamas leadership that as you said they're just in cutter living it up likely not following the rules because that's how it always is with these guys oh, yeah. and uh oh by the way also who aren't actually long for this world. Not a single oh, no. one of those men is going to live no. out their natural life. No. Even if no. it takes five or ten years, they're going to have a shortened lifespan. And oh, yeah. so Israel will get every single one of them. Right. right. Every single one of them. Right. That, and like you said, it may take five years. It may take ten years. They may be in their early 90s living it up. And then one day they're going to knock on their door. And guess what? <laughs> like, right. it, yeah. They don't forget. Like, like don't. Israelis, Jews do not forget. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I hope they get every single one of them. Um, well, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> welcome, to Zion, war, welcome to the Zionist... Uh, this is the new Zionist channel. Yes. Like, speaking Eric of uh, world wars, uh, our good friends in Ukraine uh, have been in the news very little lately, uh, now that all of the uh, Middle Eastern stuff is going on. But today, or in the last couple of days... It was reported there was this big to do because the Ukrainian military suggested that there was a stalemate in the war with Russia and Zelensky right. was. It was a general, a general, a, a general. Yeah, you say. yeah, general that was doing. I can't remember the general's name. Was doing an interview yeah. and he stated Zelensky actually immediately or at least the very next day disputed that. Um, if there's anything true though, it's the United States has a lot more weapons they could let them have, and those yes. weapons would turn the tide of this war. There's something about the concept of the American, the American administration doesn't want to put too much pressure all at once on Putin. Maybe they have the, maybe they think he'll overreact if all of a sudden they dropped another 500 HIMARS on yeah. Ukraine so that Ukraine could, well, really turn the tide of the war through greater firepower. Obviously, yeah. Ukraine has the war beat one when it comes to motivation. They're apparently yeah. more motivated. They treat their people better. Uh, there seems to be a, a, a true sort of national feeling there, but they don't have enough weapons, and they yeah. can't build weapons as quickly as Russia can. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's not a stalemate yet, <laughs> but no, it's coming. It's 
it's not a stalemate yet. And I think, I mean, I mean, this is, this kind of feels like this is actually perfect for Putin, right? Yeah. Like, and like things have died down a bit. Like he, you know, he's not in the news as much anymore. It's not all Putin, Putin, Putin. We've right. got someone else. To, I mean, this is, it's kind of like this stuff kind of hit at a really opportune time for him. If it came out in a few years that he was somehow involved, I'd be like, well, that makes sense. Like, he, you know, I mean, it's like, I think, I think, I think to be, to be clear, Russia absolutely indicated to the parties involved currently on one side that they would be supportive, as did Iran, if Iran, without Iran even ordering it themselves. Obviously, China loves what's going on because China uh, is primarily in a long term competition with the United States. And this oh, yeah. is a drain on the United States financial and, 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 uh, and other wealth. Both of these wars are proxy wars with China. Right. Like they both are. They, right. they both have those connotations. And, um, and, you know, well, and, but thank goodness we have great Americans like Vivek Ramaswamy out there speaking the truth to power, saying that we should make a deal with Putin where uh, basically he just gets to keep the land that he's already taken in Ukraine right. and uh, the war will stop so we can get him out of, as long as they stop their, their relationships with China, their arms relationships with China. And it's like, a and 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 the the anchor on CNN said this, and it's really the only response to Vivek Ramaswamy, the fucking moron. Which is like, why in the world do you think Putin would keep a promise like that? Right, right. Like, I mean, what about him makes you think he's trustworthy? Yeah, yeah. And and the thing is, is you know, in the old uh, maybe in the old days, the United States could make a deal like that, and people would listen if they thought that the United States would come back with the full force of the United States military. Of course, they would, because if the United States stepped into either war, for instance, that was going right now, it would be yeah. over with in a month. Yeah. And yeah. it would be devastatingly over with. But the United States hasn't. So yeah. Vivek is speaking with the backing of with the reduced backing because there's not the flavor. There's not the What's what I'm thinking? There's, there's no, there's no, nobody wants war in the United States. Nobody wants to put yeah. American troops on the ground. We don't have, you know, there's no appetite for that. So yeah. him talking shit like that, he's, to be honest, he's, he, he, he's never looked more vapid and stupid than the last couple of weeks. It's just, well, and I think, and by, and, and, you know, and Biden also knows if he puts boots on the ground anywhere, he's done for. Yeah. That's true. Unless, unless it was an attack on us, right? Like, unless they, they like, they act, you know, in, intentionally attacked us in some way, shape, or form. That generally changes public opinion. Yeah. But apart from that, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that in either of these situations. And well, Israel has already said, don't do it. We can handle it ourselves. Like, Israel doesn't want American boots on the ground either. But Ukraine would certainly accept it in a heartbeat. <laughs> If it was offered. Right, but Ukraine would just accept more weapon systems. By the way, weapon exactly. systems which are already slated to be replaced, we could just give them old weapon systems yeah. instead of having to destroy or get rid of those weapon systems. We should we should just give it to them. And what's the big deal? I mean, it really is just I mean, we already have that equipment. We're already replacing that equipment. That you know, it, it's sort of a, a trick of uh, of of uh, bookkeeping to just yeah. give them that stuff. And that would actually help complete that war. Really Here's the thing. It's funny because you heard people, yes, and you're still hearing a lot of right-wingers talk about how there's obviously, or at least there absolutely has to be sleeper cells in the United States. And you had that one guy that was arrested with illegal weapons who was talking about doing stuff in the United States. If 
if there was a terrorist attack in the United States, then everything we just said is null and void. Oh, totally null and void. Like imagine a hundred, two or three hundred people killed at a at a shopping mall. What you would see is Biden would just hit the gas. Yeah. And 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 he would have authorization to hit the gas pretty quickly. Yep. And he would absolutely hit the gas. And if he was smart, he would direct a lot of that at Iran, but we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, that's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I mean, I think the thing about Vivek that drives me crazy, I mean, this shows you the character of this man, right? Like Ukraine, who we've been supporting and that we've been helping, and, you know, and Russia, who clearly does not represent any of our best interests. The fact that we would like sell them out. And like not allow them to join the United Nations or anything because I mean it just sounds like I mean it's like that tells you the character of that man who is running for president. Yeah, if yeah, he's, 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 he's he a mercenary. Is, yeah, no, he's a mercenary, and that's all and he is. is. And I, don't, and I don't even trust him. Right? I know this is going to sound no. weird. I don't even trust him, like as an American, because no. I feel like that if he was in a space where he could make a deal that helped him, but maybe yeah. fucked America, he would absolutely make that deal. Absolutely At least would. that's the f that's the feeling I get about it. That's the assessment I kind of have over, just like you said, how he's willing to sell out Ukraine. I could almost hear him say, "Well, look." I mean, California was already struggling, and you know, we decided to give up California. Like, you could see him making the deal, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And let me be clear. I agree. I don't say that because he is a person of color by any way, shape, or form. No. I say he's that because— born, Wait, hold on. He was born here. I, I say that because he's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, no, but I mean, he is an American. No, like, I he know. was born here. He's a legit saying, American. I but I don't trust clear. him as an American. I just want to be yeah. clear. He's a scumbag. And I yeah. don't generally trust scumbags. Yeah, I don't trust and, him as an American. I, I don't because he feels well, no. like a guy that would be a traitor. And, I, and, and I, nothing he says bolsters, like nothing of that would give you confidence at all about right. what he would do as president. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's just a, Primordial slime, as we said earlier, that's probably a more apt description of Vivek Ramaswamy, frankly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. I think we should give them the weapons as well. I think I think the best thing that could happen is a swift end to that war. I mean, swift now. Obviously, yeah. it's not been a swift war, but like, I think that would be it. And yeah, I get the concern about Putin overreacting, but you know, Putin's had plenty of time to overreact. And yes, I get it. He's a madman with a short temper, but he's also not an idiot. And I, well, I don't I mean, think is it, the question is, is he a rational actor? Still, I think he is a little bit. And that's not bit. my fear, by the way. I'm just that was my speculation on what might be holding. I don't even know. Right. Yeah. What's holding the United States back from just dumping a thousand. Look, if they dumped 500 high Mars with a few hundred rockets each basically yeah. everything we got left on top of ukraine the war would be over they'd be able to they'd be able to just drive them over yeah. blow them up drive them over blow them up they'd knock them all the way back into russia but for some reason the administration's seen that that's not going to work maybe they don't like the optics maybe they got polling on those optics i don't know that's, I don't what, know what, I, that's what i assume it is i don't know what level uh, of of calculations going on here, nor do I really know anything. Honestly, I just I just I'll wish they would do that. Well, I wish Lincoln's had his work cut out for him. I'll say that much. He's Dude. been doing he's been doing the tour. He's in Iraq right now, and like he's been like talk about a busy secretary. <laughs> like, come on. Dude, you know what's kind of you know what kind of it's funny is is that now that this is happening in our lifetime like this, let's all remember what this feels like. It's unsettling. It's chaotic. It's bad yeah. for business. It's 
it's bad for it's bad for our country, right? Yeah. To be in this type of conflict. It's just weird. I wish that we could agree on a more success-oriented way of, like, to be fair, if when we're competing with China economically, I don't have any bad feelings about it. Let them go and let us go. We'll see how it yeah. goes, yeah. right? But when you get down into the war shit, it's just, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's terrible. Competition's not a bad thing. Like, Correct. I don't mind having competition with China, as long as it's on, either it's on an even playing field or we're both fudging the appropriate amount, right? As long, how about and, this? As long as people aren't being bombed on the daily, I'm okay. I'm, I'm honestly okay with. Look, they did stuff where they stole, where there's been there's been theft of intellectual property and all that. None of that is comparable to the death yeah. of thousands of children, and I just can't. Yeah. I'm tired of it already. I have my own daughter, and now I think of just look what I who my daughter is for me, what my daughter is for me. Now look at that being lost now a thousand times sometimes with video of it it's fucking horrible and could we yeah. just stop jesus anyways sorry no uh that's a great place to end that conversation um and move on to something a bit more well it's always fun to talk about the republican primary streaming services got you down did they remove a tv series while you were in the middle of watching it did they delete a film that you previously paid for Physical media is the answer to these problems, and the Disc Connected is your guide. Hi, I'm Ryan Verrill, creator of the Disc Connected, a podcast and YouTube channel dedicated to all things physical media, including 4K UHDs, Blu-rays, DVDs, and even VHS tapes. Each week, the Disc Connected releases an interview with an industry professional like director Sean Baker and hosts a live show with a guest to highlight all of the boutique physical media releases that were announced in the seven days prior. Following these announcements, the guest and host also discuss a topic in film. Previous topics have ranged from favorite films directed by a specific director to impactful films that are directed by women. You can find The Disconnected on the podcast service of your choice or on YouTube. I hope to see you in the live chat. And let's start out with, so for weeks and weeks now, America's been glued. Who will Kim Reynolds endorse? Who will Kim Reynolds endorse? Who is Kim oh. Reynolds, you say? Well, that's the governor of Iowa. Iowa and yeah. we always knew she wasn't going to endorse Trump because Trump's been a piece of shit to her. Why in the hell would she endorse him? She ended up just endorsing DeSantis, as folks assumed that she would. And she has. She has officially endorsed him. Will that make any difference whatsoever? Probably not. Well, I mean, you're, you're, what's this? How's DeSantis doing in Iowa? Well, let's take a look at that in real time. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that's a wonderful thing to do right now. Uh, the Iowa presidential primary polls. I'm going to go to 5:38 and see. Oh, there we are. So Trump is at 47.7 percent, and DeSantis is at 17.9 percent. Oh, he's tie, he's tie, ties Haley. Wait. With Haley at 11.4, oh, Scott okay. at 6.1, Ramaswamy at 4.3, Christie at 2.5, Burgum at 1.9, and Asa Hutchinson all the way back at 0.8. Wow, that's so October 22, 26, uh, Des Moines Register had Trump at 43 and DeSantis and Haley at 16 apiece. Yeah, this is at this is five thirty eight on Halloween. So this is October thirty. Right. That's, that's newer. Yeah, and then I'm seeing the other ones. Let's see, and then uh, most everyone has Trump ahead by at least 
20 25, points. At least 20, yeah, 25 points with yeah. most of these. I mean, let's be clear. So this this is going to happen. Hutchinson's going to go. Burgum's going to go. Uh, my guess is that I bet Scott goes as well. Yep. Um, after the Iowa. Christie will stick around till New Hampshire because he's polling better there. Right. And Ramaswamy's not going to go anywhere because he's funding himself. And then when this is over, it's going to be Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, and Christie. Yeah. After after New Hampshire, my guess is that Christie is going to go, and Ramaswamy might, or he might just stay in for the hell of it. But it's really going to be a three-person race at that point. Haley, and it's, and it's not even really going to be that. It's going to be Trump, and then like DeSantis and Haley so, fighting over scraps. So Haley and DeSantis are going to stick in because if Trump if Trump goes out, if Trump becomes exactly. numerically, if it becomes numerically impossible for Trump to win, they then become viable immediately, don't they? Absolutely. And, that, and then, and, and then and actually, if you think about it, if they combine their forces and they ran would, together, they could yeah. be again. Okay, well, there's where then, it's coming. That's where it's well, coming from. But I also think Ramaswamy might stick in just to, even though he's being all pro-Trump. I think yeah. he might stick in just to see if that happens. I mean, I know you went to five thirty-eight. I know he's you went. To, I, by the way, I know you went to five thirty-eight. I know that Nate's no longer part of five thirty-eight, right? So Nate's right. saying in his polling, he's saying that uh, Kennedy polls from Trump as well as Biden. No, no, and that's a, what I've been seeing. And is that a three-way and in a three-way. So how long do you think before Trump starts uh, bad mouthing any day now, yeah. any day. It's, now. That's it's right. coming. And I think that's true. I think he'll pull more from Trump. And a lot of people are saying if it is a three person race, Biden might take it because Biden of that. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and that makes sense. Um, and I don't think Kennedy's going anywhere. Right. I, I think I, he's getting enough well, money. I mean, I mean, he, he actually talked with he actually talked with the with the Libertarian Party briefly this this last couple of weeks because the Libertarians are able to get on the ballot in all fifty states. He's yeah. having to face with his decision. He now has to do all that alone. That's quite the paperwork hurdle. Fifty oh, yeah. different states. Some are alike, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but his fundraising be, is still pretty solid. Like he's. He's getting the it's it's shocking like he's now getting the conspiracy theory crowd, and like of and course, like, right? And, which is just I don't know. I mean, I mean, the real the real like thing to be concerned about, I think, is if Trump goes to jail and it's Biden and Kennedy and either say DeSantis or Scott. I think I think the danger then is that you is I I think that if it's if it's dude if it's Haley and DeSantis. Versus Biden and Kennedy, it's going to be Haley and DeSantis, in my opinion. I I would hope so, but like I don't know. I'm trying still not to underestimate Kennedy as much as I loathe him. Like he's just polling so high right now, still, and I, right, I don't but, know. But Ken, I, Kennedy, I, Kennedy, so Kennedy's going to get the wacko vote. Sure. Biden will get the. But what you're going to see with DeSantis and Haley is anybody that's concerned about Biden's age or mental case, they're 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 less crazy enough that you can see a I would assert a massive independent switch shift over to Haley DeSantis because of concerns over Biden's age and they're not crazy like Trump right and that's what's turning off a lot of independence is that Trump is so crazy look if Trump had just accepted the loss and had been gregarious about it he, and he, like he'd be, he'd be a shoe in he'd be, he'd be a shoe in even with the, even with, how about this? Uh, more people would be angry about him being um, under indictment, and yeah. so I think that if he is somehow 
completely pulled down from it that I, I, I think that, uh, but then here's the thing. Does Trump still run from prison and fuck with DeSantis Haley? I don't know, man. That's why this is such a chaotic. I kind of like the, if he is convicted, <laughs> if he is convicted, I don't think he, I, I think there will be a lawsuit like that that will get him off the ballot because of the fourth amendment. Well, well certainly in Georgia, Cert, which is a, um, which is a state, certainly well, Colorado I, I right think now. In a lot, I think in a lot yeah. of states you'd a see lot that. Of, well, and, Colorado, just Colorado and Georgia would ruin him. So, oh, well, but I also wonder. It'd be interesting to see the Republican Party if they're faced with Donald Trump in prison or DeSantis and Haley. I'm not sure they don't just dump Trump and go DeSantis and Haley. Yeah, but at that they, point. They, um, look, I think that the party apparatus already wants to do what you just said. Their oh, I think they do too. That the base doesn't want that. Yeah, I think they actually. How did, wait, so how did so they move the base? Here's the big question, right? How does Dean Phillips factor in? Shut the fuck up. How? No, but how does the how do the Republicans move the base? They can't, right? I mean, not currently. I mean, it, it's like you know, you just saw it in Florida today, like yesterday with Chris Christie. Like Chris Christie had to literally like yell back at the audience. Yet he, he basically called them reprehensible and right. because they're booing everything he says. And it's like, cause they're so drunk on the Trump Kool-Aid where they think that the man's done nothing wrong ever in his life. And it's like, how do you unbrainwash people like that? You can't. Right. Like, well, well I mean, I mean, that's because you're, and, and, and through the look through the efforts of many people on both sides, let's be honest, you got, you have the, weirdos on the right and you also have the weirdos on the left the weirdos on the right would accept trump doing anything now compared to the america that they've been propagandized into believing is coming if biden's team right the, yeah. I, when, I, when i debate <clears throat> with conservatives they're constantly trying to put me into the Democratic Party. I'm not a registered Democrat. And I'm like, yeah. hold on. When they yeah. say, they'll say your team. I'm like, my team, motherfucker. What are you talking well, about? And I am a registered right. Democrat, and I do identify yeah, as a Democrat. I'm not, yet yeah. I'll still get lumped in in their space, yeah. and then I have to remind them. And it takes a minute sometimes for yeah. the tribal sides to understand that there is – it's 30, 30, and 40 40 yeah. in the middle of people that aren't quite Republicans and aren't quite yeah. Democrats. And yeah. so that's an important part of our electorate. And I think that people that's need who, to wake that's up That's who trips that. the elections. Right. Every like, time. Those are the people. Yeah. And like, so I do want to touch on Dean Phillips just for a second, because I think <laughs> it's kind of hysterical. Like, look, I, I understand people running because they believe in something. He's currently trailing Joe Biden by 69 points and is still running. And, and here's the thing. Let's say that something happened and Biden dropped out. Let's say let's say he decided I'm going to not run for president. Dean Phillips is like the 60th guy right. that would win that would win the nomination. Yeah, there's just someone else like and it's funny because everybody keeps putting there's like a, a meme going on on Twitter and elsewhere where uh people keep putting up pictures of Newsom <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. as the answer, they like they never say his name, but they just put up a picture of him yeah. as the answer because he's the one that's absolutely sitting in the wings. Oh, right. If, right. If, Biden, if Biden was to fall apart, or absolutely. in this case, Biden, look, the stress of this war, we don't know how long this, we got. Biden's Biden's in the mm. most stressful position of his entire life, and yeah. at, at late seven, like is he? He's in his eighties already, right? Am I crazy? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Hold on, so, yeah, hold on. Seventy nine or eighty, right? He is currently 80 years old. Yeah. So I, I, 
I've aged a long time just from having a kid. <laughs> and so yeah. I know being being the president of the United States, look what it did to look what it did to Clinton, look what it did to Barack Obama. Those guys yeah. got gray quick. So my, what's my point here? My point here is is that I I think that Biden is not long for this world cognitively. And I and I wish that I could say something different. There are days where he is absolutely lucid. But what yeah. I know, having been around several people who have gotten older, is I've known people who were geniuses. And when they got older, they still had genius days. But there were other days where they weren't there all day long. They yeah. were in a fog. And how many fog days are we going to get? Yeah. And if Biden shows up on a fog day... So you're going to be able to see that once Biden goes into doing debates, if he has to call a debate off, it's because yeah. he got a, he's because he woke up in a fog day and they said, nope, yeah. we're not doing it today. Yeah. And that's that's concerning because, you know, people don't like people that well, way to be in charge. And, you know, I, my last thought on Dean Phillips, because I just saw him. Sorry, on, I, I totally pushed you away from Dean. Well, no, sorry. no, 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 Dean. Well, no. He doesn't deserve that much time. But um, I just saw him on Real Time with Bill Maher this week. He was the guest on there. And he was basically alluding to the fact that he would probably pick a Republican running mate because he was talking about how, you know, both sides need to. Basically, everything he was saying was true. Let me just be clear. Everything he was saying was true. Both sides need to come together. There needs to be more cooperation. We need to build meet in that middle ground. All of that was true. All that said is. If it was, if it if it was Gavin Newsom choosing a Republican running mate, people uh -huh. would give a shit. No one knows who the fuck Dean Phillips is. Like right. Joe Biden has a hundred percent visibility rating. Dean mm -hmm. or Dean Phillips has six percent. Right, six percent of America today know who Dean Phillips is, who, and who? he's thinking that he has a shot. Well, who? Do, by the way, so who does Newsom pick if Newsom has to come out? Oh, that's a like, that's a great, like a guess. What's your guess on that? Um, I think there are multiple options. I think Hakeem Jeffries is an option. I yeah. think I think that's the name that kind of rises to the top in my mind. Um, I think uh, wow. I, that's that's actually a great pick. Yeah, I think that's I think that would be a great pick for him. And um, but you know, I mean, it certainly won't be Kamala Harris, right? <laughs> Um, I mean, so, 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 I mean, clear, what, clear, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I think it would be a bad decision to choose this person just from the optics, but like Buttigieg is still out there. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, let's be clear. Two cis white guys running together is not going to be the best no. optic for the Democratic but, Party. Buttigieg, wait, Buttigieg is, is still, he's, he's. He's or let's be clear, Pete Bootyjuice, as Joe Biden introduced oh, him. Oh, he did not. He was like, Pete. Booty he did juice. not call him booty juice. Stop. It sounded like booty juice. Oh my god! No, no, I, 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 I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that booty juice's issues with the African American community are going to help him. And I, I think that right now, no, you're seeing, I think what he's doing right now is he's trying to make inroads there as transportation secretary. Because if you look at all of his like major projects, they are specifically targeting. Uh, people of co communities of color. Yeah, communities like he, of color, right. This is part of his plan to get to the presidency, I think, is I think he is trying to make inroads there in transportation. I don't think he's, I, I think it'll be another eight years minimum before he runs again, but he's going to run again. He yeah. is going to run for president, and he should. I think he'd make a spectacular president. He just doesn't have the support outside of, you know, the white community right now that he needs to do it. But he's smart. He's he's laying those in. He's laying those inroads towards his path, 
And so I give him credit for that. But no, I think Hakeem Jeffries would make absolutely the most sense for him. Right. If, if that were to happen. And I do think Newsom would be the heir apparent. Right. Because right. I don't think anybody wants Kamala Harris. Nobody wants Kamala. Yeah. The, the only other interesting mix for me is if uh, Biden, let's say Biden wins and then. Or what's his name uh, in, I always say in Atlanta. Uh, what's his name? Uh, why am uh, I Raphael going? Warnock. Yeah. I think Warnock is a player. Yeah. Warnock forward. is a player for sure. He's a no, player. But, but so if Biden wins, right. And still makes it through and wins. I, I still don't have any um, security in him serving out that four years. What I'm actually interested in seeing I would now, be, if he wins, I'd be surprised if we don't have a president Kamala Harris at some right. point. But how do you think she's going to do? I, to be fair, I like Kamala Harris when she's in prosecutor mode, like when she's in straight up, yeah. clear, clean. I don't like her when she gets. Uh, she's got to stop trying to be likable. Yeah, that's don't her. Like, you're not. Issue. You're not respectfully. You're not likable. No, the reason why I liked so you is because you're. A, I I liked her because she was a ball breaker. That's what like, I liked. Yeah, that's it. it. And she tried so hard to be likable, and it comes across as fake to everybody who sees it. Just embrace yourself as a ball buster who doesn't take shit, and like, and just barrel through. And I think I do wonder if if we wouldn't see that side more if she were. I, I don't know. I mean, she's she's been doing it for so I, long now. The whole trade. She's, she's listening to consultants that are telling her that she needs to develop a soft side, and I think it's ridiculous. Who the, she was never, ever voted in in California for her soft side, even for senator. No one looked at her soft side. The commercials with her railing about this or railing about that. That's what that's what I saw at least. And that's what I liked in her. Yeah. The, the 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 video of her going after you know Barr in the in the Senate uh, oh, you know, yeah. that was insane. And so then she comes out with this, you know, where she's trying to be more like Hillary Clinton or something. I'm like, dude, stop. Yeah, be be your powerful self. Anyways, talking up my ass, maybe, well, but that's no, what but I I'll say. say the thing that, and, and we're just kind of moving on this for slightly. So, like, I, I, I just watched that snippet that was released that Crooked Media just released. They actually just recorded an interview with Barack Obama again. I know that yeah, because I saw parts of it. Yeah. Ben was there doing that recording, yeah. and so and so they just released that video talking about Israel and Palestine, and all it did was make me remember what an actual legit real fucking president looks like yeah where it's like someone that you're not embarrassed of someone that you would like you listen to you may not agree with them all the time but you trust them like you trust them that they're not trying to like hurt you uh, and like yeah uh, honestly i gotta be honest with you if i obviously this isn't happening but if i was if i was voting in as president the first guy i would call it and ask for help would be him yeah. Like, hey, Absolutely. can I call you once in a while? Because I really kind of yeah. need someone sane to talk to. You know, like well, that. you know Joe Biden's doing that quite a bit, probably. For you sure. You know Joe Biden's on the phone with him at least once a week. At least, if, if, not, if, if not daily. You know he was talking to him daily when the shit was hitting the fan back east. Yeah. And because, again, they worked on it together previously. And honestly, there was a huge – dude, uh, Obama was going to go into Syria. It was Syria, right? And yeah. 
everybody in the United States said, nope, we're yeah. not doing that. And he backed off. So it was one of his, I think, organizations, one of his administration's failures of communication, at least, right? Because nobody supported him. Yeah, well, and, he even mentioned that in the interview, right? Yeah. He talks about their failures and how he, he always thinks back about what he could have done better. He knows that he had opportunities that he missed. Like right. He knows that he, he missed some opportunities there. And is realistic with himself about it, which is also part of what makes me like him. He's not bullshitting himself. He's not bullshitting people who know exactly what happened. Like he's just being honest. He's like, yeah, guess what? We fucked up occasionally. And and actually, actually, imagine if you could get on a zoom call, Bush, Clinton and Obama and just talk to them once a week as president. God, that would be great. Holy shit. I know people are out there like Bush, like, look, say what you want to Say what you want about Bush. That man had to deal with more shit in his presidency than just about anybody else has. Right. And and regardless of how you think he handled it, and I think he handled a lot of things really poorly, I don't think he was a great president. But all that said is like, you know he gained some experience, and you right. know he gained that's, some that's, that's his value. Is he's, hindsight. he's a different guy now. Yeah. He's a he's, different yeah. guy. He's hindsight guy. And so he's the guy that will go, now watch out. If this, yeah. this, this, then this, this, and he's the guy that's going to be reminding you of what your long-term bullshit is. Yeah, of course, same thing with Clinton, same thing with Obama. None but, of them have totally clean hands. Yeah, like, but man, could you imagine having those three? And, and and the thing is, I bet you he does. I bet you Biden is able to call those guys. No. A, a lot of what's going on right now is there is a lot of competent leadership in the Democratic Party that is probably yeah. absolutely making itself available, whoever they are, yeah. to Biden. And Biden, I think, is humble enough to take their counsel, well, right? And I'll and tell you, that's why this is working so much for him. The one Democrat in this country that I think probably has the best advice is the would be the best person to call for anything. Unfortunately, he's close to death as Jimmy Carter. Right. Right. Because I don't think there is anybody else who can come at it with a more humane and more like approach from like a place of like love and respect than Jimmy Carter. Like that's just who he is, like top sure. to bottom. And like I almost I, I keep on like dreading the day he actually does pat and let's be clear, he's been on hospice for like almost a year. So almost he is a year. Yeah, it was like the end, it, was, it was December last year, wasn't it? Uh, that's a tough that's a tough SOB. So like he is hanging on, but I'm like I, I almost feel like when he goes, like a piece of the soul of the Democratic Party goes with him. Sure, but I but also I think that he's he has lived a life where he's been such a great example. I think his example will last. He's an example in, for what to do when you leave the office. Right, right. An example, he's someone yeah. who made more of an impact after he was president than when. And you can see Obama's trying to follow that road. You can tell that Obama is probably very much in that Jimmy Carter camp because Carter's done so much more since he left the presidency than he did in the presidency. Right, and like, and like to the point where like. And he's still like Republicans still try to use him as a punchline, right? It's like, oh, like the Jimmy Carter thing. Like, you can say what you want about his four years as presidency, which were not as bad as people made him out to be. But what you cannot argue is how much that man has done since he left. Right. Yeah. No, I've heard I've heard Republicans try to say that this is the Obama, this is the third Obama administration, sort of for the same reason that we're saying, because they, of course, and, and and to be fair, it is in many ways a continuation of that administration because many of the people uh, you know that were in the previous administration or in this one, or at least are advising. That being said, it, it's the best thing that the Democratic Party has is their is their continuing mid-range professionals that they got. Yeah. The, the people that, that run the staff. The, the amount of, of 
talent that got pulled back into the State Department after Trump got out was massive. And that's another example of where a great administration will have not just great frontline players, but great midline players. And I think that that's what's that's and, what's funny about this is you're well, never going to get a better administration than what Biden has right now. And we'll see what happens uh, if uh, Trump comes back. And I don't it doesn't I don't think it's going to well, bode well also, for government. But also, like I was, uh, you know, uh, talking about just Obama, like because Republicans ever since he left office, they're constantly even still like talking about how awful the Obama years were. And they're constantly trying to like. But he still got the highest approval rating of any post office presidency of the the last like x number of years like right yeah he's still beloved in this country yeah, like, no, he's, unta- he's, unta- he's untouchable i think in many ways um because well because i think most of the worst stuff about his administration has come out and let's be clear there was nothing corrupt about his no. government and so no. he lived he lived an ethical not corrupt presidency and just raised his daughters stayed with his wife in in the days you know in the time since he's comported himself well and he's i think he's untouchable now i mean to be honest the tan suit joke line is a great it's a great joke line now yeah. oh my god obama wore a tan suit did you hear that you know that's a great yeah. punchline yeah. in the current sort of criminal reality that we have with so many fucking politicians now anyways well Speaking of those criminal politicians, it would be criminal if we went much longer. So, uh, oh, see that segue there? That was a good segue. Um, I think that's enough. I think that's enough jaw yapping for this uh, this week's episode. Uh, yeah, we didn't even take a break. It's perfect. We didn't even take a break. We just yeah. barreled right on through. It felt. It just felt natural. It felt natural to keep rambling. Um, you will get a break in this episode, though, as you already know, because Ryan will find a place to put one. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let our producer figure out exactly where he wants to put that break. Uh, he can just shove it in there somewhere between one of Eric's sentences. Yeah, because it, it'll, it'll, make this, it'll, yeah, it'll make the same amount of sense. But I am going to tell you something funny. Literally, like two minutes ago, I got a notification in my email saying that my credit report had changed again. That is not something you want to see. When you've been a victim of identity theft, so I had no I, idea what that dude, means. I, I am so sorry, and but I also counsel you now. I love you. Stop being so fucking trusting. I know I'm that not, sounds crazy. No, 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 it's not, no, no, no. I'm just gonna be clear. No. It is not that I am so trusting. I actually do guard my stuff pretty well. Like my computer is very well protected. Like I, I it is, and like, but I would never let a motherfucker out. from Rover.com into there my shit no ever. Different. There is no difference to me between like using someone from Rover and like meeting a date on like Tinder or something oh, hold on, like hold that. Hold on, I can protect myself from a date because I'm there. Well, I'm, well no, look, look, dude. they do background checks. They do all the things. Not like, a lot of I good that did. I don't want to like slam the Rover folks because they might become a sponsor of ours well, one no, day. No, no, no. Um, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is. Look, so first off, I just want to be people clear. that I hire. Because let's be clear, I don't hire people willy nilly. Like I checked all their reviews. I did. And we don't know that Rover had anything to do with it. We really True. genuinely don't. Because um, I don't, well, we won't get into the in-depths of it. But I will say this. is like, am I going to be using a service like that in the very near future? No. No. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm telling you now, word of mouth is the only way to do these things. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm telling you. 
On that note, uh, the Center Clueless podcast is produced by Ryan Verrill. Hi, Ryan. Please visit us at centerclueless.com for more information or find us on the socials at Center Clueless. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and tell your friends to tune in. And if you have a question, comment, criticism, or email, you can shoot it to us at centerclueless at gmail.com. We'll do another mailbag episode in the next month or so. So get all of those questions, comments, or critiques sent in as soon as possible. And until next time, whether you're left, right, or swimming in the primordial slime that is spending Vivek, Billy, spending that Billy is Ray's money, spending <laughs> my money. I, I I know what you, Vivek Ramaswani. Well, we hope you stay. Actually, excuse me. I, I know what you, George Santos. I know right. you've stolen my identity. Uh, we hope you stay a little less clueless, just like us. 